Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Hamish Peary. Hello and welcome to this month's edition of the Travcast. The Travcast is our monthly writer salon where I get the amazing opportunity to sit with a playwright and look into the creases of their brow and learn about the craft of playwriting and what playwriting means to them. And this month I'm really excited and honoured to be sitting with a playwright who started out as an actress. She started out even before then as, a, uh, as part of our Young Writers Programme in 2001 to 2002. Her first two plays were new plays here at the Traverse Theatre, not long after that as an actress. She has then been in almost every theatre in Scotland and theatres throughout the UK and abroad as an actress, always maybe crafting her skills as a writer. She has written for BBC Radio Scotland, the play Personal Best, She's had short plays on hit on at the Traverse Theatre in The Wildfire Nights. And her play, Three Seconds, was on at Words, Words, Words quite recently. It was then picked up and is now about to be performed at Aura Moore. And then coming to the Traverse, directed by me, Hamish Puri, the Traverse Associate Director. Hello, Leslie Hart. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Brilliant, thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. So, so go on. 2001, 2002, uh-huh. you came here yeah. to be a young writer. And where were you in your relationship with being an actress at that time? Well, I graduated in 2000 and came here straight away, very fortunately, to do my first acting job and um, and experienced some of something of that new writing process from a very different position. And I kind of um, was completely captivated by the whole experience of doing a new play and having the writer in the room and all that and um, I I had tentatively done some playwriting before that um, while I was a student and mainly because I think I was kind of I just found it difficult to imagine what kind of character I would play I never really had a clear sense of what I was good casting for when I was a student so I ended up writing stuff for myself like monologues and things just just out of exasperation because I couldn't ever find anything that I thought fitted me so I kind of had had kind of dipped my toe in and um and then in 2001 I joined the young writers when I was still young enough and and that was amazing and I loved it but I found it more terrifying than anything and in fact, um, I think partly because it's a real amazing blessing to work with the playwrights that, that put work on here and that, that I was very fortunate, fortunate to work with. Um, Sue Glover, David Gregg, um, Henry Adam, uh, Linda McLean and Rona Monroe and to be in the room with them. But at the same time, it's kind of... I was very aware of what it took to write a, a good play and and how difficult it was and how much hard work went into it and 
Um, I think to a certain extent, although it was a great education to be around that, um, it was also very intimidating. So I think um, I kind of chickened out a little bit of pursuing playwriting because of that. And uh, and I love being in the Young Writers, but I kind of, uh, to be honest, it sort of scared me off a little bit. That did as well. <laughs> well, just because when when I sat in the audience and watched my friends, my peers speaking my words. I was kind of, it was thrilling, but also terrifying. And I kind of, I think uh, you can't underestimate how difficult a process it is to um, gain your confidence as a writer. So do you find that you feel more exposed as a writer than you do as an actress? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a funny thing to kind of, it's a funny feeling to define because you kind of know where your nerves are coming from when you're acting um, because you're being looked at and it's very, it's very present in the moment. You know, you're, you're, you're literally spotlit or, you know, it's, everyone's looking at you. And so it makes sense to be nervous. And of course, it makes sense to be nervous sitting watching a play that you've written or something that you've written, but um, your anxieties about it are much more kind of complex and... And uh, <laughs> I don't know, it, it's, it's definitely more frightening than any kind of performance I've ever done. <laughs> and is that, just, is that because you're explaining something about yourself in your writing? Um, I don't know. I think maybe it's, there's, it's, I, I might be wrong about this because let's not forget I'm, very inexperienced watching my own stuff being performed and um, you seem to have chosen not to do it for a long time because of that fear. yeah um, and also partly because I think um, I think you need to, to trust your own judgment and trust your own instinct as a writer and um, until you and working on new writing as an actress and being in and I always chose to do lots of development and stuff. I'd always, it's really badly paid stuff and lots of actors hate it and can't be bothered with it. But I was the sort of thing I would always say, look, if you're ever doing script development or um, like a few days or a play readings or whatever, I, I love that stuff. It's what I'm really, you know, I, I really, I felt like that was my thing that kind of felt native to me to, to kind of get grips with what makes a play work. And, right. and so, but and so from working doing that kind of development work and just working on new writing as an actress I felt like I acquired lots of the vocabulary of playwriting and dramaturgy and stuff but maybe not the grammar so I kind of um I when I sat down to when I thought about writing things I kind of felt like well if I start here I'm probably going to end up going in the wrong direction I suppose it'd be it's a bit like sitting down with a cryptic crossword and sometimes you know if you sat with a couple of folk who are good at it you can chip in and you can you can fill the thing, but if you don't know the rules, then you sit down with it in front of you and you're like, I don't know where to start here. And so it's a, I suppose it's, it's maybe similar to that, but um, I think just with time and I did a, a literary internship at NTS with Frances Pope when she was literary manager and um, and she really changed my life actually and very quickly working with her. And um, and that really helped structure my thinking and made all the kind of that vocabulary fall into place. And um, and uh, and when I decided I wanted to do that, I didn't know where it was going to lead. I just had a, a sort of a hunch and sort of impulse to pursue it because it was what I was interested in. And although I don't sit consciously and think about 
um, structure and um, all those dramaturgical things when I'm writing, quite the opposite. I feel like that experience is what gave me my confidence to finally sit down and follow that impulse and and trust that I'd trained my instinct <laughs> to I think it's, it's I think it's kind of about it's a sort of trained instinct that you kind of that you have to apply but if you feel like your your instinct's not telling you what you you know not guiding so you properly then do you think your instinct was ready in the first place but you were overthinking it or is it just that you instinct had to get I you think you the middle ground of the the dramaturgical session of the play development where you could as you could say you could do a bit but have people chipping in you chipping in around other people um yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I, I think it's there's it's been a process of silencing that naysayer in your head that's going no that's nonsense, no that won't work, or you don't know what you're doing with this sort of thing. It's kind of that's that's that was the big stumbling block. That's the big obstacle, and it's one that I'm constantly dismantling bit by bit. And you know, hoping it doesn't kind of reassemble itself at any point. I'm trying to sort of shut that voice up. Um, so that, so I think that that was the, one of the things that um, I, I suppose stopped me from from writing earlier on. Um, but I think it's just uh, when you kind of get when I think eventually there's a story in the in there that just wants to be told and it's and it kind of tells itself and eventually I kind of just found myself writing this you know right, needing it's about to the story. it's finding the right story for you yeah or the question that obsesses you and um and I I, I suppose I find myself obsessing about the same things over and over and um and kind of, and I, I, I did a lot of other kinds of writing as well. I wrote a weekly column in the Press and Journal newspaper for eight years, and that was great fun. It was brilliant, um, and a great discipline. And I wrote lots of features and things like that. But I kind of always felt a little bit like a tourist in some, in in you know, kind of foreign territory. Whereas since I've been writing plays, and I felt like finally had the confidence to do that and that feels much more native to me it feels much more and now I kind of I find myself writing everything in dialogue <laughs> shopping <laughs> lists I did one of the, I did that that thing that of uh, starting a diary this year a bit like you do when you're sort of 16 and oh. it lasts till like you know two weeks into January and you really, get bored you really feel like a writer <clears throat> now so you're sure that no it's just somebody bought me one and I thought oh, do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a diary I'm gonna see how I got on with that and um, it, it did only last for about two weeks, but I, <laughs> but I, I, I was sort of talking to myself in dialogue. Right, in my did you reply? Yeah, proper. Well, it just it, it just turned into a conversation. <laughs> um, so you're gonna pull out well. a drawer in about five years' time. You need to need to hand in a play for the whole thing. I'm going to do this quick. We're going to suddenly see it posted through our letterbox here, aren't we? There's no doubt. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's in there. Nobody's <laughs> getting that. <laughs> Locked. <laughs> away. So what is there something particularly you think from your skills learning as an, as an actress? Uh -huh. And apart from all the things that you were, you've you been worrying about, about being in the room and hearing all these experts talk, all these great yeah. players that we respect and admire, but you, is there a particular level of 
sometimes I think you can sometimes feel a play that has been written by an actor. Mm-hmm. It's still a great play, but th- mm. what, what is is there something in you that you, the way you write for other actors, do you think, or to tell a story in the character, do you think that you use as yourself? Well, do you mean that um, that I write characters that are kind of part of myself? Is that is that what no, you're more uh, more as? I mean, that's a brilliant question. Yeah, do you? Um, <clears throat> I um, I'm not sure about that. I suppose so. Maybe I mean, like, I, I don't write. I'm not. I don't. I'm not Chekhov, where I'm completely absent from my character voices. I don't. I don't think. But um, if anything. There, there may be some of elements of me in there, but um, there are certain people. Like I think there's one person who'll be in my all my plays, no matter what, in some form. Maybe not the same gender or whatever. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe just. But I think I, there's there's one person who, who I can't avoid writing about who just comes up. Um, so and um, I don't know. I kind of just hear the voices I suppose um, and what's been really great about writing this play was um, was when I was told when I was kind of I got, got a great note from a mentor that I was working with through Playwright Studio Nicola McCartney she was fantastic and she said don't put words in their mouths and um, and it was the best note ever one of the best ones I've ever been given and she said even if you have to sit there for three days until they speak don't put anything down that you don't hear them saying and that kind of began a process that was so liberating for me I kind of felt like the play to a certain extent because I'd done the preparation and laid the groundwork and set up the situation and I kind of knew what I wanted to explore it sort of I was sort of typing it's kind of started to sort of write itself and um, and it, and that's kind of when I felt probably for the first time completely kind of um, I suppose that that feeling of it being quite native for me to, to be sitting I felt like I, I probably this is what I am this is what I do um it's so. a wonderful this is one of the whenever one gets to do that anything it feels it's one of the greatest feelings you can ever have uh-huh. I just want to sort of articulate to the listeners this beautiful, broad, pleased, relaxed smile that came across Leslie Hart's <laughs> moment when she said native and she said, this is what I am. Mm-hmm. Her whole body sort of relaxed in a way that it hasn't relaxed throughout the whole interview. So we can tell <laughs> that you wa- but it feels like that's the journey you've been waiting to get yeah. to that moment from being in that room. Which I suppose really describes my journey as a writer so far. I was like a kind of like anxious and, and nervous and self-conscious about it. And then there came a moment where I just I kind of let go of all of that. And I think it, you know, it, it shouldn't be the case necessarily, but when people connect with what you're writing and say, this means something to me, or I think this is good, and it's amazing, suddenly I had lots of ideas, suddenly I was like right, overspilling okay. with kind of, um, <clears throat> and, it, and I think it, it's that thing, that cliche, that being given permission by other people and and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because it's a play and it needs to speak to everybody and you, and people need to take it off you and and give it life and it can be you know and it, it doesn't exist without the interaction of other people without other people 
kind of um, claiming it as well. And so, so I think being you, you do need people to respond to it and to tell you that you know this is this is you're onto something here. So you talked there about the importance of players to other people mm-hmm. in that moment. Do you feel that as a player or? Not necessarily. This isn't an at you, but as the idea, and you must have, you've someone that seems to have thought about being a playwright a lot before you allowed yourself to accept that's what you are really brilliantly now. But do you, is there a role? Is there a just what do you feel in society? Is there something you have to do as a playwright that a playwright should do, commit to in society, or not? I think um, Mark Ryland said a brilliant thing recently, and um, I read, and he said that the artist's job is to reveal uh, is to look for the secrets in society and in themselves and give them a voice and I think that I was kind of like I was going to kid on that was mine (laughs) but but (laughs) uh no I wouldn't do that but um but I kind of agreed with that I kind of that really chimed with me and I thought that is what it's about and that's why it's terrifying because it's if it's true and it's worth seeing, you know, and it, it, you've, you've got to kind of hold a mirror up to people and, and, and present something that's, that's, that's true and to kind of cut through all the, um, well, all the kind of um, fabrications and, and um, cosy sort of spins on things and... Um, and you know we're not get we're, we don't have an agenda other than to communicate something that's true to people and connect with people in the, in that way without selling them anything. <laughs> it's a that, that you know we're we're not we're not selling commodities to people. We need to it needs to be about sharing a truth and having people experience something together that that actually means something to everybody who's there. So. And that's something I think you do really beautifully in this play, which is about putting people who have are on a particular journey, but enabling other people have it different. The journey maybe from me or from anyone else that watches the play, but you open that heart up quite clearly and give us all access to that. Mm-hmm. And um, this is really sort of sounds like really sort of low quality questioning, but again, is that to do with your your ability of as an actress about being able to? access no know, know from playing a part what the job of a part of making a play or making a part that's written that maybe needs help of knowing how to get that across to the audience do you think that comes from that i don't know um i'm not sure i'm i'm not sure about that i hadn't ma- really thought about it like that before um all i kn- i kind of all i know is that the characters are all I suppose they're they're all concerned with my question, and or or my questions that I'm I'm asking, and um, and I suppose it's it's not a a spoiler to say that for this play it, it's um, my big question is how do we live with ourselves? <laughs> um, how do we live live with ourselves anyway? How do, how do we live our lives? But how do we live with ourselves? And if something happened that was very difficult to deal with forgive yourself for or forgive other people for how do you how do you live with that um i suppose i'm i'm terrified of ever doing something or being involved in something that i can't live with 
um, and you kind of you either survive it or you don't and so it's kind of that's that so I know I'm not answering your question about about acting but my characters are all I suppose I'm not the funny thing is I I naturally don't imagine I'm them or playing them or whatever it's a very different thing than um the thinking that I do when I'm yeah, I definitely wasn't ever suggesting that you you think you are that no, person. No, but it's, you play that person. it's so looking at it from that way, yeah, point of view. Yeah, they're so alive. Your character, they're so active. Mm-hmm. They're practically so alive. Yeah, so I'm watching them. You know, I've got I can see them. Whereas, you know, if you're playing a, a character, you can't see yourself, right. and that's the very difficult. That's a very important um, distinction. Is that you know you can't see. Yourself and you can you know you can, and you can't be trying to watch yourself or anything. You can't be self conscious, whereas I'm watching them all and listening and just kind of, I'm very much more an, an observer, and so the way that they play that play out what happens between them, I don't really know how that would connect with acting or my experience of acting. I suppose I feel for dialogue, and like the just the the that visceral feeling of of how words kind of how you inhabit a, a, a character voice or what you know how yeah. um having a sense of that but i suppose if you do any job in theater you kind of have to have experienced that you kind of have to have given voice to to um to dialogue or whatever at some point and stood there and felt it. <laughs> stood there and felt it. That's a yeah. brilliant thing that we all need to do. Just really quickly before we finish up, do you have a hobby, Leslie Hart? I do. What is it? Um, I've got lots of hobbies, but I suppose like the one that I do every day nearly is uh, running, running around. Brilliant. So if you see Leslie Hart running you near, near, near you, you know she's definitely felt it. <laughs> thank you so much for spending the last 20 minutes of your life with oh, me it's been a real you. pleasure yeah thank you We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.